Good morning, my friends. I'm Marshall Bircher, and welcome to this Happiness After Codependency episode. Today, we are building on the previous episode where we explored, where we started exploring one of the core motivators of codependency, and that is the fear of what the other person would do if we don't please and appease them. And we discussed what that was and started a practice called acknowledgement to help us get more in contact with it more aware of it, and bring some peace and healing to it. And today we're going to move to the next step, which I call legitimization. So before we do that, I'm going to get this shared out to the community here on Facebook. So if you're looking for guidance, tools, and support, and a shelter in which to explore your codependency and work through the pain and trauma you've experienced and get support and guidance in your journey, the community was built for you. You can find the link above on Facebook, below on YouTube. And if you're listening via podcast, go to freetheself.com and click the community link and join us. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and the bell because I upload trainings weekly to help you discover your well-being and to come to know, love, and live who you are after codependency because that's what I do. It's really about building that self-trust and then following what emerges from your self-trust, in which typically results in knowing, loving, and living who you are. Really, it's about having a life you enjoy. So I'm going to get this shared out to the community here, and we'll jump into today's topic. So let's click a button. Why, oh, why, oh, why? There we go. They're always changing things. All right. So today's experience, today's topic is... Working with this core fear, this core motivator of codependency, which is the fear of what they will do if we don't please and appease them. This little nugget drives the majority of our codependent behaviors because we're trying to secure three primary needs. I call them the three necessities. The need for connection, the need for safety, and the need for identity. These are directly linked to what children need or child selves need in attachment to a secure parent. Because a child-level attachment, the, the child depends on the parent for their sense of safety and shelter, for their sense of care and being nurtured by the parent, and for a sense of freedom to discover and explore and understand themselves, other people, and the world. So that's where these three necessities come from, because we're seeking to build connection, understand ourselves, build identity, and to be safe and protected and nurtured in that. So this is what's really we're wrestling with this need at a very primal level in our mind and in our body. And then we come and encounter our own parent or someone that we have attached to, that we've bonded with, that becomes a threat to us based on the way they behave and the way they respond to our needs and to our wants and to our, our person and to our behaviors and things like that. This puts us at an opposition to ourselves. So like, I need to get these needs met, but if I'm being who I am and it causes these kinds of reactions in another person, I can't be who I am and get my needs met. So that divorce right there leads us into the codependent behaviors of people-pleasing, avoiding conflict, trying to regulate their emotions, caretaking them. Um, it's also about shape-shifting or morphing. I become who I think they want me to be so I can get those three necessities met and then expand uh, my well-being and happiness. That's a biggie right there. And all of this, in, in that event of 
of being turned against ourselves, that's where there is a specific kind of damage done to self-trust and trust in others. When we, can, when we stop trusting in ourselves, trusting in the legitimacy of our feelings, our wants, our needs, the legitimacy and, and validity of our identity and of our beingness, then we collapse into what they want us to be. We become very vulnerable to manipulation, to abuse, and to being shaped by external forces, okay? becoming the person based, becoming a person based on someone else's perspective. Call that external orientation. Restoring our legitimacy is about restoring self-trust. Self-trust is, I, I'm finding, is really the foundation of this. Our own personal legitimacy launches us out of codependency and puts us back into what I call personal sovereignty. So that's what we're going to explore here in the second step because yesterday we talked about acknowledging this. Acknowledge the fear I have about what's going on, the fear of losing this connection, losing the support in my identity, losing safety, the fear of them withdrawing and abandoning me, what happens to me now. Very, very legitimate. But bringing it into our awareness, acknowledging that we have this fear, acknowledging that we have these behaviors, it's critical to us warming up to our lived experience. Because without acknowledgement, we live in a world of denial. We're playing in some kind of fantasy in hopes that something out here can be changed or will change so that we can change. But when we come into acknowledgement, we're moving into sobriety. It's like, ah, so that's what's going on there and this is what's going on in here in me. When we can understand these two things and receive them, it empowers us to move to the next step, which is legitimization. So before we move forward, this can be fairly intense on your nervous system. It can bring up big emotions. It can bring up emotions we're not comfortable with or we don't know how to navigate. And intense sensations can emerge because we're, we're beginning to talk to and acknowledge and touch trauma. We're dealing with attachment trauma. We're dealing with relational traumas. And then even specific traumas that have occurred to us in these events that have taught us to distrust ourselves and please and appease the other individual. So if you find yourself becoming activated, like there's a huge intensity arising, you're starting to feel overwhelmed, uh, and, uh, like intense anxiety, discomfort, maybe even zoning out a little bit, these are signals from your nervous system that it's reached its capacity. What I recommend doing at that point is just taking a moment, maybe 10 seconds, and acknowledging the sensations okay, this is here. And then start acknowledging where you're at. Okay, I can identify this wall and this computer screen and that tree over there and these. Start labeling and naming things. It helps you orient back to your body, back to your reality. And then label and name what you feel. Oh, I'm having this big overwhelm. And then you can give yourself permission to let it be. And the way I would do that is like, I have this overwhelm and that it's understandable I'm, I'm encountering something that's really activating or scary for me. It's actually normal for me to feel this way in relationship to this item, to this topic, to, or to what's showing up. What that does is it comforts the mind and the body because it makes it real to it and it doesn't have to figure out what to do. Is this real? Is it wrong? Is it right? What do I do? If we legitimize it, 
we bring it back to validity, it helps us feel sane, helps us feel calmer, and helps us move through it. Also, I recommend looking into trauma work, depending on how intense that is. If it's really arresting or paralyzing, that's a really good signal of trauma talking. And nervous system regulation work. I offer a free system called Be Calm. It's in the link above on Facebook, below on YouTube, and in the description on the podcast. You can get that for free and start working with basic tools to help you build capacity. And nervous system regulation, learning how to comfort and care for ourselves. That aside, our next step here is legitimization. Legitimizing what we feel and what we've done and our experience. So these three angles of what I've experienced, what I have felt, and what I've done allow us to get more on our side. We start actually treating our experiences, our behaviors, and our feelings with trust. This helps start healing the self-trust wound that we've experienced because of what has occurred through other people's behavior towards us and how we responded to it. So legitimization is basically making your perception, your experiences, your feelings, your wants, your needs, all of that, real and valid to yourself. So that means I believe myself. So in a practical example, let's say I anxiety shows up in response to something. Now my mind might say, well, that doesn't make much sense because they're not really doing anything that warrants anxiety, Marshall. But internally, my body's like, well, that that's scary to me. A lot of times what we do is we try to analyze and fix that. We push it away. We deny it. We try to control it. We, we try to uh, make it something different. What legitimization does not says, ah, okay, I'm feeling this. I'm nat- Naturally, I am feeling this because I have a relationship to this at some level. There is a rational reason why I'm experiencing this emotion towards this situation or experience. Sometimes we know what that is, and so we can bring that up specifically. Well, of course I'm having anxiety here about this person suggesting something like this because it, 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 it brings up memories of where I was dismissed or ignored or put down or replaced. See, right there, we... St- that acknowledgement, getting that specific with it, helps when my body starts to relax. I guess there was something there. <laughs> and helps me see things clearer. My mind and my body get back into alignment. And it's like, oh, I'm feeling this for a valid reason. That's legitimization, an act of care towards ourselves. What it does is it takes away all the judgment, all the condemnation, all the wrong-making we do towards ourselves. And that lets our emotion, our experience, even our behaviors begin to make sense. It's like, yeah, of course I did that thing. Of course I am pleasing others. I'm deathly scared of losing connection, losing the safety I get with that connection and the sense of validity and love and identity I get from it. Of course that terrifies me. I let that land. What that means is we check in and sense into how it feels in our body. And whatever is there, we allow that to take up space. Meaning we breathe into it. It's here. It's okay. A lot of times, 
it feels better. It lowers the intensity. Sometimes it will bring up other emotions. We acknowledge those. Then we legitimize those. And all of this starts a process called integration. So integration is the experience of what we feel, what we've experienced, what we've done, becoming more and more normal and okay for us. It's like, ah, yeah, I did that, and that's okay. It's a rest point where these things that have been outside of us or have been very intense within us get a chance to find rest, get to find, get to find their place in our reality and settle in. What integration tends to do is it starts to grow us out of the old habit, the old reference point, the old way of in which we're seeing things, and allows us to entertain new options, new possibilities, new perspectives. This takes time. It's not an instant thing for most of us. Um, usually, like for me, certain topics can take a week or two. Sometimes they take a few months because there's things to work with. There's things to understand about what's going on. And that's normal. That's okay. We gently move through acknowledgement, legitimization, and integration over and over because it's a practice of self-care, self-legitimization, self-realization. I am a real person with real experiences. And it is okay that this is happening. It's okay that I don't like that it's happening. Of course I don't like it. It's painful. It's scary. It brings up scary things. See, we can legitimize how we feel about how we feel, too. This allows us to become more self-trusting of our experiences and our awareness and our body. And it's from that self-trust that we're able to reclaim our personal power, reclaim our sovereignty and our capability of building safe, reliable relationships in our life. Because we're not broken. We're not flawed. There's not something intrinsically wrong with us. We have been through relationship experiences that shaped us into having to survive rather than be ourselves, be seen, loved, and valued in that. So we feel secure about building secure connections with others. We haven't learned those things because we didn't go through those things. And that isn't something that we created. That is something we were introduced into and then had to navigate. So when we start restoring our self-trust and reclaiming that power and sovereignty, we gain the ability, we gain access back to our ability to change what we are doing and how we are doing it so that we can then choose better people to have relationships with and improve and evolve our self-relationship from shame or guilt or displacement where we ignore ourselves into inclusion, connection, respect, and love. That's really the work here. That's what we're doing when we're healing codependency is we're actually restoring self-trust and reconnecting to our validity, our power, and our sovereignty so we can go out and enjoy life based on knowing, loving, and living who we are. So my friends, today's homework the practice here is to legitimize what you've experienced. I've gone through this. This was real. I legitimize how you feel about it. The feelings I have about this, of course I feel this anger or this sadness or this shame or this guilt or this anxiety or this numbness. 
it happened because I went through these things. This is how I feel about it right now. And then legitimize behaviors. Of course I've been people-pleasing. Of course I've been displacing myself and ignoring my wants and needs and feelings. I've had to do that to survive. Then let's see what emerges out of that for you. Let's see what you discover as you get on your side and start rekindling that self-trust in your own validity, your power, your identity, your capabilities. So that's our second step here in healing this core fear, this core motivator of codependency, and becoming more liberated from what you've been through. So let me know in the comments below what you experience and discover as you do this practice. Go gently with yourselves. Keep an eye on that capacity. And then we'll explore this further as we go into the, ex the exploration of self-trust and codependency and how we use self-trust to heal codependency and launch us into knowing, loving, and living who we are. So that's what's coming. Thank you again for being here and for your support and for your feedback. I appreciate it. Remember to share this video out to people who you know will benefit from it. And I will see you guys in our next episode.